why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chat. I'm your host, Mitty, and with me is always my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. B. Feature. Hello, Internet. And then there's Felix Hergood. This is Felix Hergood. That's Felix Hergood. <laughs> he gets that announcer radio it's voice going. Me. <laughs> I like that one. It was like Shmi-ish. It's <laughs> me. Felix. It's, it's like if you took Shmi and Mario and mixed them into one character. All right, mm. welcome to the uh, Friday show, and that's where we're not going to talk about the what? New news. And, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work because, uh, not going to lie, we were going to do a Kate Bishop breakdown with Hawkeye being ran around the corner, but we uh, forgot that we bought tickets to go see uh, Afterlife, Ghostbuster, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife with uh, Mr. Felix Hergood. Yes. And uh, that put a wrench in the whole gears. So Mr. Hergood was like, let's review this. And we were like, that's a great idea. I uh, I think I, I, thought, I thought, thought it was tantamount that we uh, put some time into this, man. Well, we're also been like flirting with the, you know, not focusing on just comic books. And, uh, you know, we did He-Man. We did Halloween. I feel like Ghostbusters deserves to be in that list of non I'm also fresh on watching the original movie, so I have a lot of facts about that in my head right now. So. I would have loved to, to watch the original, too, but I forgot <laughs> that, uh, that that movie even came out today. So this is, uh, this, is pretty, this is pretty relevant. We're doing pretty good with relevancy. Usually we're like a week behind, but like this bitch just dropped. <laughs> Isn't there, I mean, there's definitely cartoon history with the Ghostbusters um, franchise, but is is there a, a comic book history of any kind? Oh, absolutely. There was yes. A, recently, they did a Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters crossover. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and there's also video games. You know, like they've had, they had a couple of video game releases that were a lot of fun. I think there was one way back in the day on like Nintendo or Super Nintendo that I used to play. I don't remember. Well, the Nintendo uh, one was amazingly terrible when you were in the. The Ecto One going around that fake 2D uh, mm-hmm. top of the you know top down view chasing the ghost around. I mean, the game was awful. But uh, but the what's it called game? The PlayStation Xbox game that was pretty good. Yeah yeah yeah, it was pretty good. You got a lot of lot of lore going with it. So, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I had to make a list of of uh, my all time favorite movies, Ghostbusters probably top three. Like the original Ghostbusters. Oh, in all of your life, you're saying. In my whole, like my personal top movie list of all time, Ghostbusters might be top three, maybe top two, maybe. I realized when I was watching Ghostbusters original that um, a portion, a large portion of the lexicon of my entire speech patterns come from Peter Venkman because of how many <laughs> times I've watched the movie. I've literally watched it over and over again. Like this, this particularly the scene when he first goes into her apartment. Some of those are just lines built into the structure of my own language. 
they hate like, this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said that for a bunch of different reasons. You know, like like I'm hammering a nail at home and I'm hitting the nail and I'm like, they hate this. You know, my girlfriend's like, stop <laughs> quoting that. Stop quoting that. <laughs> That's right, boys. It's Dr. Vakeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just say things like from that movie. And I, so, re- you know, I rewatch it. I realize that. Before we get f- really into this, I just want to make sure that we say spoiler alert ahead of time. Just spoiler alert. Like, yeah. why don't let's do this? We, we, we've done this enough times. Uh, why don't we real quick round robin, give our spoiler free review uh, and then we'll jump into a spoiler talk. So why don't we let's start with you, Mr. Features. Uh, tell me what you thought without giving too much away. Without giving anything away, ideally. <laughs> um, great film. Well paced. Uh, good story. Um, you're, I'm you're, really trying. Yeah, I'm you're trying fighting. not to give it away. <laughs> you're, you're fighting not to give those spoilers away. All right, that's fair. Uh, if you're a fan of the original, you'll you'll love this. Yes, for sure. Yeah, not the reboot, just the the original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of the reboot, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, her good. Uh, it's a really good nostalgia trip. Picks up kind of like where both of the original two movies like left off because there's elements in there that are directly from the first movie and there's elements in there directly from two and it does a really good job of introducing like new characters to kind of kind of receive the baton of the past you know to take it forward into the future but then also like kind of caps off some of the relationships that were created in the original stories with the you know the the stuff that went down in the original one which is really cool so i i enjoyed the hell of it i, I had a lot of fun so. and that's honestly the biggest difference between this and the in the reboot is that this one it it uses nostalgia and our love for the for the franchise to usher in what would be the next stage of Ghostbusters, opposed to just taking a big old dookie on them, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, just not caring about the original source material or, at all. Or, no, or it could be the other thing where they just kind of like rehash the old stuff over again, and it doesn't feel like it's a baton pass, you know. Well, Let's let's get into spoiler territory because I actually wanted to talk about that. That was a good segue. This spoiler um, alerts at this point, yeah. So one of the things this movie ha- relies heavily on nostalgia, almost yes. to a fault. I almost got annoyed by it in the middle of the movie, but then it just became so overwhelmingly fun. As I, I looked over at her in the theater, I was like, it feels like my childhood just hugged me. Yeah. Just, <laughs> there was just so much of it. You get wrapped up and you get over. I got a little soft it. at the end, man. I, that that oh, part the, was kind of a little sad. You know? it was, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't cry at movies, but that almost jerked a tear out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, don't like the, I don't like the way you worded that at all. But don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, that's, like, he's like, that's a completely different version of this movie. Like it <laughs> might have jerked a tear out if I really had a heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say that that I thought the 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 fact that it didn't want to take many risks was was a negative at first because it it relied solely on the story of the original Ghostbusters. It is more of a continuation of the first Ghostbusters movie than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you get so wrapped up to it uh, in it, you eventually just don't care. You just enjoy the ride for what it is. Uh, yeah. But it reminds me a lot of a, of a for the like it's a a better version of the Force Awakens. Because it mm. really is very much a retelling of the original story while ushering in new characters just done in a more respected way. You know what I mean? Like, it would be almost like if, if one of the kids stabbed Peter Vakeman, you know, that would be more like The Force Awakens. <laughs> but, but that didn't happen. 
Yeah, I, I, I just liked. I'm not. I don't have a problem that Gozer is this this repeat villain. Like, I don't have. I don't have a problem with that. Um, because it makes sense that a Sumerian god would just try and do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, but you could yeah, also. I mean, you could say that's lazy. But go ahead, Peach. Oh, yeah. Okay. You could say it's lazy, but it it they kind of touched on it a bit. Like Gozer tries to come back every couple centuries, right. every century. They so wrote it. This was explained. Yeah, they wrote, yeah. I'm not saying they didn't explain it. I'm just saying them saying that is the the way they want to go is lazy. Uh, but it also makes sense because you're trying to appease to the older audience like ourselves as well as. Mm-hmm. Is they're absolutely starting a franchise. I would be I would be shocked if this didn't have a sequel and multiple sequels moving from here. Uh, I need a sequel. The idea of Paul Rudd being the face of of Ghostbusters, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, actually, let's just get into that now because <laughs> uh, the end credit tease with Ernie Hudson and how prominent. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, the sexiest man alive, was in this movie would lead me to believe <laughs> that the the future of the franchise is on the shoulders of those two. And if there's ever a person that you want to be the to helm your uh, your franchise, it's Tom Hanks Ant- two point oh, Ant Ant Man. Paul Rudd uh, kind of takes on the role in the movie of like like he's not there as a coincidence. He's not just the teacher that was in the in the town that got caught up in the events of the thing coincidentally. He's there because of the seismic activity in the area. You can tell he took up that job just to to make some money while he's in town dealing right. with the the phenomenon. So he might almost be post this movie some kind of ghost chaser. You know what I mean? He was literally Rick Moranis. Yeah, absolutely. He he's Rick Moranis. He's Rick Moranis meets Egon and Vakeman. He's like you know he's the he even has a little Ray. He is the entire yeah. cast of the Ghostbusters wrapped up into a, into a, a Tom Hanks human being <laughs> but i still think uh his counterpoints in the movie or not counter counterparts in the movie the uh the children i think are going to like take on a bigger role in future in future movies as well oh they have to uh, and because i thought they were standout like i thought obviously finn wolfhard i mean we all know him from stranger things like he's a terrific terrific actor and he did great in it but he the did. little girl um who played phoebe which I, I don't know her name off the top of my head but I saw her originally in The Haunting of Hill House, and she was terrific in that, and then continues into this, and I'm just like, perfect casting. Perfect she was casting. she was outstanding. She, she was. She made the movie. She was. I, I, I like her. I mean, she, she literally was the new Egon, and it made perfect sense. And it was, and uh, can we just take a second to lush over how well that was treated? Yes. You know, how the, the paying homage to Harold Ramis and how they did it throughout this movie was incredible. Even mm-hmm. just the scene, like, okay, we're getting real spoiler heavy. Even when, like, the CGI ghost and Vakeman just kept looking at him. Yeah. You know, like, that whole, like, I figured you'd show up. Like, the way that he just kept, yeah. he was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> one, one thing I did like about the, fa- uh, what I wouldn't have liked if those guys had shown up is if they were there for, like, just briefly and then were gone from the movie. But yeah. uh, there was more to it at the end. Like, we're going to go inside and have cocoa or whatever he said or um that was great like you know the fact that they they came into the movie and then they were just kind of a part of the movie i didn't want them to come in and out not even that they they saved like so okay going back to the force awakens the force awakens takes three movies and kills off all your favorite characters and forces you to like the new ones right 
that mm-hmm. are underdeveloped and a little wonky. This movie, on the other hand, does a great job of developing all the new characters, so you care about them before you even bring us bring us back to our nostalgia characters. And then the nostalgia characters are treated with such respect throughout the whole movie. Yeah, like Har- Harold Ramis is the backbone of the movie, uh, and then when the original three show up, it they they are there very much to save the day and to and to be a part and be integral to the story, opposed to you know set pieces. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll add on to that. It was it was the perfect handoff because, like you said, you had the newer characters. They were all developed very nicely, might I, might I add. And but bringing the older players back in to kind of go like, you guys are great, but let us show you how it's done because clearly we can't do this after this. But you guys got it from here. So I, I like that. The more that I think about it, they aren't all really that developed. <laughs> it's really just Phoebe. They're like the more you think about it, they don't really go. Most of them don't go through any kind of character arc. Podcast doesn't at all. <laughs> I love podcast though. He's a great character, but he's uh, very much, you know, he's Olaf. <laughs> I well, I I likened him to be the new Bill Murray. He's the new Peter Venkman. No, I think again, I think Paul Rudd is the new Bill Murray. Paul Rudd is the the new everybody because you can you can literally run the whole franchise on just that man. <laughs> you, I'm not. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you could you could literally just say Ghostbusters Aftermath two or Afterlife two starring Paul Rudd and that's it. One man show. I'd be there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love. I, um, I, I really it. love Carrie Coon too, uh, the mom. She was great. Uh, yeah, Carrie she, Coon. Uh, she had a good. She got a she good was development. Developed. Yeah, she was developed. He mm-hmm. wasn't. Paul Rudd wasn't at all. But I get. But I think they're gonna develop him in future movies. Uh, her brother, uh, Stranger Things. He wasn't really developed. Uh, but Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe stills the movie. You, you like. Oh, and by the way, her name is McKenna Grace. That's her name. Just so you know. Well, McKenna the does actress. an outstanding job. Yes, yeah, she does a really good job. Uh, so what do you want to see from here? So now, okay. So we take on. We take on Gozer. Would you be upset if the second movie, no, if Afterlife Two brings back uh, go, was it Gozer Vigo. Vigo Vigo Vigo? He's Vigo. I knew you were <laughs> gonna say that, and that's why I said no automatic because I was thinking like Vigo would be the next person to come out, and I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Yeah, but then, but I, but I would feel that that's just lazy at this point. Like it I would do be. want a little, little something new from you. Like expand the franchise. Don't just keep looking back. It would be, but now if we refer back to the uh, end credit scene with Ernie Hudson, we noticed that the uh, was it was that the the big the trap in the basement, mm-hmm. or was it okay? So his whole role has been bankrolling the place and keeping the electric on. Because like I said in the theater before we left out, if the electric goes off in that firehouse, everything gets out. Right. See, you guys interpreted that as him him being a protector. And when I watched it, I kind of thought it was a heel turn, like that he possibly was keeping something hidden. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you, you don't you guys don't think that's possible. not at all. No. Possible. Not at all. Just because, again, we're talking about respecting the franchise. I think if you right, turn right. Ernie Hudson, you turn the one character who's barely in the movie, the original one, he shows up in the third act and then they turn him into the villain. 
Yeah, That's a and, little weird. And, yeah, and would would Ernie Hudson be down for that? Probably not. Ernie Hudson know. would say yes because he's not doing anything else, but he would begrudgingly <laughs> say yes. He yeah, would yeah, right. he would say yes to that, like Mark Hamill said yes to the Last Jedi or the the yeah the Last Jedi. So the presumption is when the containment grid blew in the first Ghostbusters movie, some not everything came out. And right. there's something still in there or something that was put in there. Well, they ha- they remade it. Remember, they they used it in the second one. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the, that thing is was existed in the second one as well. It's just they didn't need it as much in the second movie. Okay. Because the second movie just dealt with Vigo. He's Vigo. Right. I, I Vigo. don't remember the ending of the second movie. Do you recall like how they dis- dispatched of the No, they, yes. had, they had a big the, dance party in the middle of the street. I said your love. Oh, I remember and everyone then, was dancing. And yeah. then the, and then the, the the painting becomes them. The painting of Vigo is all of the Ghostbusters holding the baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps that baby. That baby should show up. Bring that baby back. Fun fun fact for me, uh the first you know, album I ever owned, a collection of music that I ever owned was the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack on tape when I was 11 years old. <laughs> fun fact. That's I would say my, my favorite track was probably the Bobby Brown song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name of that track, but I, I love that track. It's it okay. Really my, my favorite track is the one that, that they play when, when ghosts are nearby. <laughs> that's that's the one that sounds like it's from Star Trek. That one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that I like. Uh, and th- by the way, the score of this movie... Oh my goodness! If you wanted to tug the nostalgia strings, man, yeah. it was yeah. like every single scene was like, "Ooh, I got chills on that one!" Oh, yep. there they come again. It was yeah, like because it, nostalgia they really, ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> they did they did the exact same work, and it was really good. You know, like to flavoring all the scenes, man. They did it, did a good job with that. Where do you want to take this? Like, where I, I w- definitely want to see more on the other characters like the new characters i wouldn't want i wouldn't want it to go i don't know i don't know if i care about the villain being similar again like if it ends up being vigo i think i'd be fine with that but i don't know if that would make a lot of sense for where these characters are currently yeah i don't like i don't know i don't know if i like that you know what would be kind of cool it won't they'll never do it just because the movie was so critically panned and Mm -hmm. well and just not even critically panned it was just panned it would be kind of cool if they figured out a way to tie in the reboot and make it good. You know mm. what I mean? Like, okay, uh-huh. so we got No Way Home coming, which is tying in Andrew Garfield's movies. And Andrew Garfield's my favorite Spider-Man, but those movies are trash. Well, the first <laughs> one's okay. Second movie's garbage, just utter garbage. Um, but there's rumor that No Way Home tries to save a lot of that stuff and make it better, like uh, like retconning almost. So it would be kind of cool if you can tie in the new Ghostbusters cast with these kids and have them and connect them in that which, uh, in that way. Like Leslie Jones, you, she makes that movie. She's the best part of the movie. So bringing her back would be awesome. Well, that's well, not true. What's the other chick? Who was the who's the their Egon? She was pretty cool, too. Kate that, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, as we've seen, the movie ends off in New York. So it's very possible. Well, it's probably two different worlds. Eh. It is. Because, again, the movie was really, really bad. And so <laughs> knowing Sony, they don't want people to think about that movie <laughs> anymore. They were like, no, no, this is, Afterlife was the one that we always intended. Well, I, I, I think mean, that's true. It seems true. that way. That's what it feels like. Um, 
They learn from their know. mistakes. That's how I. I never finished the 2016 movie, not because I disliked it. I just wa- watched half of it and then moved on. And you know what happens when you like movies? You finish you them. Finish you them. finish them, right? <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm gonna go with you didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Because don't if you know, did, you remember. probably would go out of your way. How many times have you watched the MCU? <sighs> I can't even tell you. And how many movies are in the MCU? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> so you have no problem sitting and watching movies, and you don't have you don't have an issue with time. It's not like I you don't have the time Thor, to watch Dark them. World and Iron Man Two. I finished them both. And do um, you own the new Ghostbusters movie? I, I own all the Ghostbusters. So movies. so you oh so you bought the movie, you own the movie, <laughs> and then you just yeah. was like nah. <laughs> I that literally like, still haven't finished it because it's bad and it doesn't get better. It doesn't okay. get better. It movie the movie is just they don't even. I'm not. I'm not going to be this person who's just your counterpoint who's just going to say, "Hey, <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. I can't believe you didn't like it because I don't know." Up and I, I, yes, you do. You didn't watch it. <laughs> deep, deep down in my soul, I'm going to watch it. I have to. Live I tweeted. love Kate McKinnon. I love Kate McKinnon and everything she does. I love every single actress in that movie. They're but all phenomenal. That movie. that movie is trash. It has nothing to do with the actresses. They are all right. great. And they all have moments that make them wonderful. Like, that's what I'm saying. I would love that cast to get a do-over with an awesome script. Like, if you had that cast with this quality script, they, they, they would take, it, the movie would be incredible. It would be the, fr- we would be talking about a sequel to that movie, not a reboot uh, or a, 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 an end to a trilogy we didn't know we were getting. I remember when the dates were on the um, on the temple or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was the two, 2016 wasn't up there, right? No. Okay, no. so it's it's definitely it's got to be a different universe. They just you ignored can't. that. Well, remember Gozer Gozer was teased at the end of that one. So spoiler alert: their feature since you didn't finish it. Well, neither of you did. So there's your yeah. end credit tease. Gozer has nothing to do with that movie. <laughs> so that would be why the numbers wouldn't be there. And, um. and so I'm clear: Gozer in this movie Afterlife was played. By Olivia See, Wilde, am I right? Is that who that, was, that was? Olivia? Was that Olivia Wilde? I don't think that was Olivia Wilde. I mean, she had the jawline. Time to use the Googles. She had the I'm Olivia using, Wilde jawline. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure, but it totally seemed like Olivia Wilde. It didn't feel like Gozer. Like it was Gozer, obviously, but it didn't feel like Gozer. Gozer. I don't right. know why, but it didn't. It didn't come across like Gozer. I do love her. I do love um, a little Spangler t- g- telling Gozer jokes to distract her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the whole joke. The part, whole joke thing was great. Yeah. The, the yeah that honestly the the interpersonal connections between the characters drive it so much because the beginning of that movie, other than the Harold Ramis opening, is slow. I mean, it takes a while that's for that 100% movie to get going. Olivia Wilde. Is it yeah, really? That's wow. 100% Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Wow. That's uh-huh. Well, she did a great job. <laughs> she did, yeah, cuz she wasn't Mrs. the original. Felix, but Mrs. Felix turned to me and she goes, "That's Olivia Wilde." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes, for anybody listening, there are two, I mean, I guess at this point you would have seen the movie, so hopefully you didn't miss this, but there are two end credit scenes. Uh, one that seems like it sets up a feature for this, the other that's just a fun Kind of like Captain America going, patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw away. Just fun for 100% hilarious. throw it away. 100%. Yeah. All right, so wh- uh, what made what made the movie good for you? Like, what what about this? I feel like we all walked away, you know, smiling ear to ear. But what made you that happy? What about this movie really, you know, lifted you up? 
Well, I'll start by saying for me, it was definitely it was definitely the callbacks, being how you know we we grew up with Ghostbusters, so being reminded of what I saw and how it links to the future, that's always great. I I like history and I like seeing the evolution of what was before, so it that was that was one 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 thing, and just the overall feel, like not just the nostalgia itself, but the the story itself like showing us where it's going it just all made so much sense and it was done so beautifully that it made it kind of really difficult to not like the film and if you end up walking out of theater not liking this film i'm not going to assume i'm just going to know that there's something wrong with you (laughs) intrinsically intrinsically okay (laughs) okay uh her good I don't think there's something broken in a human if they don't enjoy this movie. I think there's oh, there is. context. I think maybe there's context definitely missing for them because there is a lot of 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 nostalgic nods, specifically the score. I appreciated everything about the score, just like you said earlier, Menti. I appreciated the performance um, from uh, McKenna Grace, and, but specifically, I appreciated the fact that while great performances were happening on screen, there were little nods and hints to the original movie, and I think that can be lost on people under a certain age who didn't watch the original. Um, that, that, that half of the movie was made for, for me, who would, you know, was born in, at the end of the 70s and throughout his childhood watched this movie endlessly over and over again. Um, so I was just caught up in it. It's definitely made for me, um, and I can understand if somebody doesn't care about that. You know, but uh, that's what I love. Um, I thought the the sequences were laid out. I thought the pacing in the movie was terrific. Um, I, I personally thought when the when the but the my least favorite part of the movie was was when there was this one moment when everyone came back, and I just kind of cringed for two seconds. But then I rolled into the old characters coming back, and then got into it. Uh, especially when they were interacting with uh, the Egon Force Ghost is what I'm going to call him. <laughs> He's one with the Force at this point. I uh, love which that. Was, yeah. which, which I do appreciate, and I thought they did him really well. I would have been really upset if he started talking, if they tried to, to replicate his voice or something like that. That would, would not have made sense to me. I probably wouldn't have jived with me, and I think they knew that, and that's why they well, didn't do it. It so, would have made you. it would have been no sense because they, they set the whole movie up that he couldn't communicate. Like he had to. He, they they took a page out of the Stranger Things book for 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 Egon. The one question I had is, this all started with him having chess like as a ghost with his granddaughter, and then leading her to this uh, containment. What are they called again? The what is the trap? Trap. The containment trap. trap. Yeah. The containment trap released a ghost that went back to this mine. Mm-hmm. And started the plot of the movie, essentially the tension parts of the movie. With the, with it. So, did he? I don't understand why he started this. If he, what did, what, that original monster that came out of that, what was he containing? Was he containing, was, that wasn't Gozer, right? No, it was, it was, sli- the, it was their it was slimer. The maker. It was new yeah, slimer. It was, it was new slimer. It wasn't the key maker, it was the new slimer. That's, a, that's no, a, right. So in, in the trap? No. Oh no, you're right. The trap did have the key maker. No, no, you're absolutely right because it was that creepy dog face ghost thing. You're absolutely okay. right. It was. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. It was. You're right. Absolutely right. But okay. So I guess my point, my question, I'm asking you is, what would be the point of releasing that? So, okay. 
You vibed with that? You I, understand? I completely I can answer that question, but I'm going to let Features go. It, go. It, it was really to further the story. Because if, if you remember in the beginning, right, the whole point of, of Egon even going through that part of the story to move us along was that he was coming from that mountaintop. He had already, like, trapped. Captured one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but you're, but you're forgetting why he captured one. Yeah, why did he capture it? To prevent Gozer from coming back. Nope. Nope. No? Okay, okay I nope. need help. Okay, there. more context, please. What was he doing with the trap in the beginning of the movie? He was trying to crap Gozer. He was luring her there. Yes. So it being in the basement oh, I see. was I see. the lure. If, the, if Gozer got to that without somebody else figuring out they got to turn the trap on, the world would be dead. We would all die. So he told her where the trap was, not to let the trap out, but as a subtle, like, you're going to have to work with this and the big trap I set up outside. Because that's all he was doing. He was, he was trying to get Gozer to walk into the trap. He never finished his adventure. Exactly. His thing. It, it okay. got him she's killed. Just, she's just finishing his work. Got yep. It. And, and proving cool. that I, he's I, not I crazy. I figured that's what it was, but I, I couldn't really put, put all the facts together and understand that fully. I wasn't cogitating. Oh, God, what's going on with me? But I do age? think that you make a very good point that younger audiences are going to lose all of the nostalgia points. And that's what this movie, yeah. unfortunately, relies heavily on the nostalgia points. It's very, very good. Don't give me. I'm not saying this. Like, if you never watch Ghostbusters or like this is your first time watching Ghostbusters or anything Ghostbusters related, it's a good one to start with. But you're gonna miss out on like 30 percent of the jokes and and references. Yeah, I would say bottom line: watch the first Ghostbusters and then watch Afterlife. At the very Just least, watch the favor. first one. Yeah, because the second one good. The second one has nothing to do with this movie, though. Not, not much. Really. No. no, nothing. You know what? I, I agree and disagree just a little bit with you guys only because I feel like the movie is strong enough by itself that if you've never seen Ghostbusters before, it's a solid starting point, but it, it also gives you history. So nostalgia might not work for a new viewer, but there's still a history lesson somewhere in there that's not too heavy handed, but just yeah, but enough. The, but the history, that's what that's this. This remember, I told you in the beginning of the movie, I was getting ready to complain about the amount of nostalgia nods they were throwing your way because right. they were relying on it. It's, it's, I would have been, I would have been just as happy to see them take this in a different direction outside of Gozer. I was like, this, like, the, as cute as the Stay Puff Marshmallow men were, they, <laughs> they were the most shoehorned nonsense yeah. you could possibly That's the part put of the movie, movie that made. That I they're, just checked out. They're I was porgs. Like, what is happening? They're the porgs okay. from Last yeah. Jedi. That's all they are. They are. They're, let me sell some, some Funko Pops. Yeah, they're gonna sell some Funko Pops, some toys, little plushies. But that's my point. If you, if 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 it had nothing to do with Gozer, well, even if it had anything to do with Gozer, Gozer has nothing to do with Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. Like, actually, how come they were the only? No, actually, no, no. What did no. What, if you remember in the first one, what did he tell Ray that they said you have to think of something? I got that, but my point, but that, but that wasn't was that, that time, that, right? That has nothing that to time, do with. Right. So why? Okay, so these spirits come into this Walmart and only possess marshmallows from Stay Puffed. It knew the brand to stick to. There were other marshmallows right next to it, but none of them woke up. It was just. There was also other inanimate objects. There was, a, 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 you know, lawn chairs there that they could have. It was hey, like it was like the anything. marketing department. It you know what it was? It was Vakeman. Vakeman called Gozer like, hold on, I just got a new thing. I've got to make ads for. Can you just wake up the marshmallows? That'll make sense when you watch the movie. <laughs> that'll, that'll make sense when you watch the movie. Well, clearly uh, Gozer remembered something. So. All right. Well, what would you give it? Like two thumbs up. 
four stars. How would you rate this movie? Give me, I want a generic, give me a feature-specific rating and a Hergood-specific rating. Features would give it what? Four fists? (laughs) (laughs) Features gives it both hands. Both hands. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I like that a lot. It gets both hands. <laughs> uh, I get. I give it four GTA stars. Four nice. GTA stars. <laughs> if anyone out there doesn't know, I'm a gamer. Uh, I'm, playing, I'm actually replaying the GTA, GTA Definitive Trilogy right now. So oh, we'll be get. It. We'll be getting to that at some point. Every every minute of it. I can. Uh, I can, I can't wait to see how this franchise grows. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the potential here is huge. And honestly, I think that's what I maybe love the movie is not just the, the nostalgia ones were like a were like a, a weighted comforter. You know, it just wrapped you up and it made you feel good the whole time. But it didn't make me feel hopeful for what's to come. And that was just credit to the script writing. The, the, the story itself makes me excited for what we could possibly get in the future from Ghostbusters. Because what was the last time you were excited for new Ghostbusters? Well, this film. Never. This movie. And after you watched the last Trash Heap, you weren't excited for a sequel. You were like, oh, damn, they're going to keep this going, too. Crap. No, it make it, it, it you know, after, after, you know, like, I know what you're saying, and that's how I feel kind of with Terminator, because they keep making those, and they're garbage. Oh, they get worse and you worse know? every time. Yeah, every, every single time they do it, they just keep making garbage Terminator movies. So it's like, you know, the, a lot of those, those franchises from our, our youth, are they're trying to do something but this one is like the first one i've watched that seems faithful to the past and faithful to the future so all right well i think on that note everybody should go watch that movie if you haven't seen it and you've listened to this that was a bad mistake because you just ruined the whole thing for yourself you probably (laughs) should have waited uh so shame on you but for those of you who have seen it go ahead and put in the comments what you thought i want to hear i want to hear more just random rating systems I think we should yeah. just make new do different rating systems. So what what's your what is your rating system? How would you say? Because this to me this movie is outstanding. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I'm going to do that thing. I should yeah, you do that thing. I'm going to do that thing. Yeah, you Mincy, can find do that, that thing. I'm going to do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew, and we appreciate all the support. So liking, commenting, rating, subscribing, sharing, all that stuff goes a long way, and we truly uh, appreciate those of you that do it. Those of you that haven't will appreciate you one day, because one day you'll do it, and I appreciate that. Uh, I'm Menti. And I'm Features. And this is Felix Hergood. We Walter Cronkite? <laughs> yeah. This is Felix Herbert. <laughs> not a Richard Richard Nixon. Oh, <laughs> he is not a crook. Deuces. Deuces. Later. Excelsior.